There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. You tend to not think about how someone smells unless they either smell really, really good or really, really bad. We've all been self-conscious about our own smell, sure, stealing a whiff of our pits when we hope no one is looking. But have you ever been around someone whose odor was so terrible and so strong you found yourself gagging? I mean, I'm not just talking about come back from the gym stinky. I'm talking someone who totally reeked, like hasn't showered in two months kind of stench or rolled around on the ground on a crowd dog park, or maybe spent some quality time around decomposition. Well, if you were neighbors with tonight's killer, you would know this feeling, probably catching a putrid whiff in your open window. And it wasn't just him. His entire house permeated with the smell of rotten stench. If you finally had the courage to confront him about it, he would say, oh, it's just some raccoons that died in the attic last summer. My friend, something was sure dead in that attic, but it sure as hell ain't no raccoon. You're so excited to drink beer tomorrow. Tomorrow, if you guys have been keeping track, I gave up beer for Lent and tomorrow I will be able to have beer for the first time in 40 days and to commemorate the sacrifice that I made about beer, not only will I be uh, having my first beer in a while tomorrow, but we will have a special surprise for our Patreon members that you do not want to miss. Let's just say it ties the whole 40 day of not having 40 days of not having beer into is jesus coming back (laughs) tomorrow yeah yes only on patreon yes jesus (laughs) in the flesh don't miss it (laughs) but you don't want to miss the video it will certainly be a, a an interesting experience um a first a first time for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it, I'm I'm excited about it, and you guys should be excited for it. My parents should be embarrassed about it, but that's okay. That's okay. We're <laughs> proud. We will be proud. Yes, and I will be drunk probably tomorrow. So speaking of Patreon, um, we do have quite a few new tacos to welcome and celebrate. Thank you for joining Kendall, Sydney, Sarah, Emily and Laura. Wow. Tons of folks. And we had um, even some existing folks upgrade their subscription. So we had Darren who did an upgrade. Um, We have James who did an upgrade and Regina um, all even like started contributing even more than they were before. So extra special thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, as such, we are going to catch up on some of the surprise shot dedications that we have. So we are, we've got like six or seven um, kind of teed up from the Taco Supremo membership, which is where you get a special dedication surprise shot. So we are going to be doing two this evening, plus our themed drink tonight is also a shot. So we will be doing three shots and then just enjoying a um, a cocktail of our choice well, during the episode. We're going to be right in the pocket. Yeah, we're going to just start per like perfect. This is like the the younger like this is like the ten years ago days. Although technically I was twenty, you know, where you would do like three shots before you went out. That's pre-game. called pre-gaming. Good. Yeah, yeah, pre-gaming. Pre-gaming. Wow, I haven't used that word. What do you in a mean ten time. years ago? Like ten days ago? 
For you uh, Patreon people out there, thank you so much for joining. By the time you hear this, there will be the Alexa Sharkey episode on. I fully researched that one. That's a very interesting case. She was an Instagram uh, influencer, and she went missing. And I'm not saying that the husband did it, but the husband did it. So he mm. hasn't... Uh, he hasn't been caught the killer or anything, but we will do that story for you. So be sure to go on Patreon and watch that. The story of Alexis Sharkey. I am very excited to do that story tomorrow. For sure. Well, let's get started with our first surprise shot of the evening. Who is this one for? Because then I'm going to have to go and make another shot and then I'm going to have to go and make another shot. So uh, first up is a dedication to Megan. Thank you, Megan, for your patronage. Thank you, Megan. Surprise shot. Surprise shot. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Thanks, Megan. So you're, you're giving her the singular, no S? I, You know, I, I only realized that after I said it the first time. Is this her? Did she customize she this? She made this request. So I went out today and I actually the guy at the liquor store was like, someone's going to be making some bad decisions tonight. And I said, yes, yes, we are. It looks <laughs> so, really smooth. I bet this is uh, iced tea vodka. No, it smells like peach. I mean, not iced tea. It smells like peach, but I, I don't like. The oh, yeah, color. That it, is does, peach. it does smell like ice, like peach iced tea, though. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers to Megan. you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. That wasn't terrible. I, I kind of like that. That was a red-headed slut. Oh. Oh, okay. I've had Which, one of those before. I've never had them I before. I feel like I actually. Oh, my uh, God. Shut no. up, John. Oh. Oh, oh, the shot. Yeah. You're married <laughs> now. What a dick. I said before. I, I might have had that shot before, but I don't remember. That was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Thank it you. It tasted like iced tea to me, actually. Mm. Which. Like a peach iced tea. I didn't think I would like it because it has the Jaeger in it. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love Jaeger. Ew. Ugh. Mm. But That's in that, it was good. Drink. That's my favorite liquor, probably. Really? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I could drink that shit straight. Ugh. All right. So this next surprise shot is dedicated to Regina. Anytime I think of hear the name Regina, I can't help but think Regina George. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, Mean Girls. Anyway, this one's for Regina. This is a specific request from Regina, this okay. concoction again. Okay. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Thanks, Regina. We're going to be right in the pocket, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there was butterscotch in that. I could drink that. Yeah, it's really good. It goes great with beer and whatever the <laughs> shit else we just had. We just had peach schnapps and Jaeger. <laughs> that was a buttery nipple. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Something else you've had in the past. <laughs> I've tried a lot of things. <laughs> thank you, Regina. Uh, Megan and Regina, guys, thank you for... Not only selecting the shots, but selecting delicious shots yes. for us to enjoy. Thank yes. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so the hint this evening was stinky. So we're drinking the stinky shot. Ugh. It doesn't sound bad, but based on the fact that we've already had two shots that both each had two different liquors in it. You know what this looks like? What? This looks like water. If you live in Flint, Michigan. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's one of those things that you can't believe is still happening. It's still happening? Um, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. So, so okay, so our, let's just let's just do a rundown here. This is what our the guy at the liquor store said, like, wow, you're going to make some bad decisions. Um, so the first shot was Jaeger, peach schnapps, and cranberry juice. The second shot was Bailey's and butterscotch uh, liqueur. This one is tequila and rum and lemon juice and sugar. So it's cheers. like a grown-up lemonade. Um, I maybe. Oh my fucking god! <sighs> cheers in the pocket. Who's this for? 
This is uh, this is for the <laughs> drink. Oh, what the, the fuck? Hint. Why'd you get a shot for the drink? That's what Jen said. I didn't realize. Are you said serious? In a shot glass. We're literally taking the- three shots. Believe me, I don't think this is one we would want to be sipping anyway. If it's rum and tequila. Oh boy! All right. Well, oh no way! Oh, don't 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 be a pussy. Don't that's down bad. The hatch. No, that's Cheers. bad. That yeah. Down. Go ahead. Down the hatch. Fuck! It tastes awful. Uh, You're not supposed to let it touch your tongue. Don't tell me how to drink. Sorry. I'll drink you under the tapes. One day, maybe, but uh, not tonight. All right, boys, I'm right in the pocket. <laughs> we should have a drinking contest. Oh, God. Where, uh, Nicole, where are we going? Who are we killing? The hint is stinky. All right, I think we're going to Milwaukee. Tonight, I don't know if I was just subliminally subliminally wondering if we're talking about Jeffrey Dahmer tonight. Well, they're about to make a Jeffrey Dahmer movie with a guy from American Horror Story. Ah, okay. Which one? The hot blonde one. Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan Peters. He's Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, okay. I don't know who Evan Peters is. Also, um, if you guys want me to do the episode two of The Serpent, Charles Sabraj, I've been getting a lot of <laughs> hits doing, on the website. They yes. have a documentary about that. Well, it's out now. It's not really a documentary. It's more of a, a movie. I would love for us to do part two. But I really like that case. I, I didn't get many people interested in it when I did it. So I, I almost know. watched it. But then I was like, I need to ask John first, even though we already did the case. Why would you watch it? I didn't watch it. All right, so anyway, so I think we're going to Milwaukee this evening. I'm not going to say we're doing Dahmer, but I am going to say that this, uh, uh, like this, the bodies were uncovered because like it just stank so bad that like the neighbors could smell through the vents and that's how like they people found that there was a serial killer. I would use a way better hint than stinky for Jeffrey Dahmer. I didn't say I it was use, Jeffrey like, Dahmer. I would use zombie or something. I didn't say it was Jeffrey Dahmer. I said, this is a... Okay, I'm just saying. D- it just happens. My brain just said Milwaukee, and that's all. Because we've done a lot of cases where the smell has gotten people in trouble. Yes. That uh, is true. Okay, go ahead. I think that we are going to California, and I think that... The bodies are found in a dump on a really hot day, so it like made the smell so much worse. Ooh! All right, if you're new here, welcome. This is Talk Murder to Be podcast. My name is John. I put all my sources, photos, and videos on talkmurder.com. You can go there and click the blog post. This is episode two two seven. Alternatively, you can go to YouTube. We are streaming this live for you guys right now. And you can watch us on YouTube. I usually get those YouTube videos out by Wednesday or Thursday after the episode's out. And if you want to support our podcast, talkmore.com slash join. We put out a couple new episodes just for you guys. The last one was the Uncle Fatty episode. And we also have the Alexa Sharky episode, an Instagram influencer that went missing and then she was found dead. So... Be sure to support us. Anyway, tonight we're going to Poughkeepsie, New York. And for you YouTube guys, we're going to look at the Google Earth. Poughkeepsie is known for two things. And do you want to guess what they are? Um, There's two great things you can get in Poughkeepsie. Pudding? So there's two things that Poughkeepsie had. Pudding? Yes. What Snack pack pudding. <laughs> <laughs> From Poughkeepsie. <laughs> this this bridge right here, if you're into bridges for whatever reason, is actually one of the most beautiful bridges, according to people that like bridges, suspension bridges oh. in, the, in the world. It's uh, what the the people that uh, are into bridges. I mean, it's okay. Like students and shit. Pretty. I guess. Sure. It's, uh, do you, I don't know. Do you That's take just that Is that 84? Do you take that to get around? It kind of looks like a one way bridge there. So you can see Poughkeepsie over here. Yep. That's Poughkeepsie. So over across the bridge, there's nothing really, just grass and Jersey farmlands and stuff like that. 
but we're actually going right across over the bridge to Church Street. Okay. And Poughkeepsie is known for two things. They have two of the best things on the planet in Poughkeepsie. Are you saying that it's not pudding as one of the answers? No, it's not pudding. Okay. It's bagels. No, it's not bagels. Cannolis. No, I don't think you guys are going to guess it. Is it Snooky? If you want Snooky from Poughkeepsie, if you actually from Jersey, if you want the best of these two things, then come to Poughkeepsie. That is drugs. Okay. And or prostitutes. All right, I would not have guessed that. No. So. That is why people come to Poughkeepsie. There's also the Poughkeepsie tapes. See, these are the houses. The, I have heard of that. The Poughkeepsie I have not. tapes, which is not this story, was, and I don't know the full story, but in an abandoned house, there were like a hundred or so tapes, video cassette tapes of people being tortured and murdered. And I don't wow. think they've ever found out who was responsible or if they even cared. So this is Church Street. This is where we're going right here, this street. Now, I don't think you can see them here, but usually there's a lot of prostitutes walking around here. And what I learned from this story, which I already kind of knew, is prostitutes, they don't actually have a, they they don't have have a, a sense of time. So so they'll work whenever. Like dogs. <laughs> they'll work. Yeah, exactly. They'll work whenever they need a hit. And usually yeah. the price of whatever you want is is parallel to the price of the drug that they want. So if you want a, you know, a nice BJ or something, then that may give them a hit of crack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they can find that in Poughkeepsie. Lovely. So enough about Poughkeepsie. Church Street's where we're going and Interesting that Church Street is the hot spot for the sex workers. Ironic. Yeah. Poughkeepsie, New York. We're going to October 24th, 1996. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Bill Clinton was in office, I believe. Bill. So, but it used to actually be a really high net worth town. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to live here because IBM was here. Or a big branch Uh, of IBM. Okay. A huge branch of IBM was here. And they employed... Thousands and thousands and thousands. However, I mean, IBM, I guess they're still around. Yeah, they make the chips and stuff. But they're not as nearly as powerful as they were, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And so jobs basically started dwindling. Mm -hmm. So you have the 2000 era, the the late 90s was the big tech boom. Right. Every, I mean, stocks were going sky high. Amazon launched in 1996, yada, yada, yada. So 96 was, it was still a good area or like yeah yeah because the so basically the internet started for most people in 1996 that's when the first I do real, remember windows 98 that's when mm-hmm. the first real websites were being registered is 1996 so true. i know before that, from... that before that you had ibm because you still mm-hmm. had computers before there was the internet i used to play like flight simulator on my dad's old ibm mm-hmm Everyone had an IBM or some sort of, like, no one had Mac. It was literally all the same boxy computer. And so during that time, and the stocks were just shooting out the roof. Right. You know, kind of like Tesla is now. So everyone was fat and happy, and Poughkeepsie was a a pop in place. But then IBM started getting overrun by other companies, and their... Positions started dwindling and, you know, just it kind of went downhill. Right. A, a Kendall Francis was driving his mother to her work. Now, she is a nurse at a psychiatric hospital. This is the Hudson River Psychiatric Hospital, and her name is Paulette, older woman nurse. Her young son, late 20s, is driving her to work in his 1994 Red Subaru on Church Street. Now, this is 8 a.m. in the morning. She's got to be at work. Okay. Now, no. this is this is the guy right here that's driving her to work. This is Kendall Francis, if you want to describe him. Um, he reminds me of someone. And he I... reminds, me of you, reminds you of Eddie Murphy and the Nutty Professor. <laughs> a little, but not as large. <laughs> Definitely not as large. Um, but he is—he's got big glasses, um, mustache, African American man. Holy shit, he does chunk- remind me a of the chunky, but not 
Um, he reminds me of the Flubber guy, yeah. No, Flubber no, is Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Oh, well, what, what did you Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor, that's the guy, yeah. Not near, not nearly as large, though. But he is, like, slightly overweight. Take a gander at how much this guy weighs. He's 6'4". 400 pounds. That's pretty close. 350? 380. Um, whenever I hear the name Paulette, I always think of Legally Blonde. Yes! Jennifer Coolidge's character. Yes! Wow. Band and Snap. You look like the 4th of July. He is driving his mother to work at 8 a.m. in the morning. Now, this is where she works. This is the Hudson River Psychiatric Hospital. That looks effing creepy. Now, it looks more creepy now. So actually, this there's a, a really cool story behind this hospital. It actually burned down. And if you see it now, it's completely like a shell. And there's graffiti everywhere. And this was real recent. They should this, just it looks tear like that the, mother effer down. It looks like the set from American Horror Story. Um, yeah. That looks the, uh, terrifying. The, um, What's I'm getting the second. I'm getting itchy just looking at that. The second season, <laughs> Asylum. But you know, you know the movie Shutter Island. Yes. Okay. Fuck yeah. You know it's that like was filmed in. You, you know that was filmed in Taunton, right? No. At the Taunton Mental Hospital. All effing. Literally creepy. one of the best movies ever. Right down the street from where I worked. <sighs> Eight a.m. He drops his mother off. Morning traffic. Eight a.m. He drops to this his mother hospital. off to the hospital. And then he drives down Church Street. Now, what's on Church Street? Churches. Sex workers and drugs. (laughs) Sex workers, drugs, and churches. That's what's on Church Street. It's a good combination, apparently. Sex, drugs, and Jesus. This woman right here was Wendy Myers. She is a sex sex worker. And like all the women in this story... They are sex workers for one reason and one reason only, to get their next hit. So they don't have a time schedule, which is interesting. One of the reasons, well, there's a couple of reasons why it takes so long for cops to notice a bunch of prostitutes dying and getting killed. Number one, a lot of prostitutes, they travel from city to city and they don't have family ties how would they know somebody's missing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Number two is they don't have a sense of time. So, you know, if, if Nicole goes missing, okay, well, she gets off work at five. She cooks dinner at 530. I have the dinner on in front of me at, at six. Sometimes it's a little late. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Poor you. <laughs> you know, yada, yada, yada. She goes to bed this time, that time. A sex worker. She's out there. Wendy Myers, this girl right here, is out there at 8 a.m. showing her wares. 8 a.m. in the morning. And is that a phrase showing her wares? I don't know. Can, uh, no, I've never heard like that before. Showing her underwear? Kendall Francis drives by and sees her. Now, she knows him because he is a customer. John, a repeat customer, a repeat John. Does he see her before or after he drops off Palat? After. The mother doesn't know anything about this. Okay. I mean, you drop your mom off at work. Can I, or bye, mommy. Have a good day at work. And then you go get a prostitute. And bring her back to your house that you live in with your mom. <laughs> I've grown out of that phase. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. I'm in the pocket. You are in the pocket. A little bit about Wendy Myers, and there's not much on victim profiles in this story, but she was actually a member of the St. James Apostle Roman Catholic Church in Carmel. Okay. She was a prostitute. She worked across the Mid-Hudson Bridge. That's the one that uh, we just saw uh-huh. in Poughkeepsie. Right across the uh, bridge on Church Street. That's where she was walking. And the 1984 red Subaru pulls up on uh, Jewitt Je- Je- Avenue that intersects on Main Street. That's exactly where she was. And Kendall, driving the red Subaru, rolls down the window. He just dropped his mother off and says... Hey, Wendy, how's it going? Because they know each other. Now, is he trying to pick her up or is yeah, he just pick her up for business? Yeah. So okay. it's it's a business uh, transaction okay, here. Okay. Okay. Now she actually ripped him off before. Oh no. So so he paid her before any acts were done, and she left. And I'm gonna go over this more in detail, but when I say she ripped him off, it means that she paid him as they agreed. But, you know, sex lasted too long or didn't last. It wasn't satisfying to him. 
in the end. So oh. she ripped him off. Basically, every one of these girls rips him off. That's what kind of his MO is. But anyway, she gets in the car. They negotiate a price for sex. She gets in his car. They go back to Kendall's house, the same house that he lives with his mother and his father and his sister, his younger sister. They all live in the same house. He takes Wendy Myers back there. And then if you want to read this. Were they having sex? Yeah, this was a sex transaction. She pulled her pants and panties off. I hate the word panties. I love that word. (laughs) I do like that word. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's a freaking amazing word. Panties. Gross. Like, what are you supposed to say instead? Underwear? I I prefer the word undies. Doubloons? Undies. You know what's even more sexier than the word panties? What? Granny panties. (laughs) Our skid row panties. Skid marks. You're the (laughs) one who said it. (laughs) She pulled her pants and panties off, and Francois took out his penis. There were no pleasantries, no romantic, no romantic idol, and no foreplay, just straightforward intercourse. He got on top of her and began pounding inside of her. It must have hurt to have him just doing that, not just from the force of his member, but from the sheer weight of him on top of her. Myers was a slight girl. It probably felt like she couldn't breathe. All right. One thing about the 6'4", 380-pound Kendall Francois is he is not only big, but he's also big. Ow. You know, well-endowed from what... He's proportional. Some of the surviving victims had said he, no, not, well, I guess proportional, proportional. to him. But I mean, he's not average like like me at 3.5 inches. <laughs> he's a little You've above. You've got to stop saying that. <laughs> I'm like, do you like think that you have a micro penis and you don't? That's not. Micro penis that's, is, that's is that's two a, that's inches below. average. To average is 3.5. 3.5 From... to six. <laughs> three, three to six inches, I have heard, is average. That's three I, inches, Jen is average. Three to six, right? Yeah, I'm fucking like this, dude. That's three inches. No, three inches is like this. At what what temperature outside? <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> that means my penis when it's flaccid, I know what it means, John. Just because I have not experienced it doesn't mean I don't know what it means. Oh man. Uh, yeah, aren't you so lucky? I'm, it's been almost a year now. Size does not matter, people. At least that's what I've been told. I have been told <laughs> that it's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> it's it's how you use it. Go ahead, Nequise. Looking up, she saw Francois's contorted face as he pumped. Uh, uh, the, uh, oh my god! Please, no. stop. like I don't need to hear that's that. Like effects. that's gonna that's gonna be like in my nightmares now, and I don't uh. stop. <laughs> Looking You're up, making me have flashbacks. To what? To what? <laughs> what the f- flashbacks? That time when I came into the living room and I heard you guys, and I had to like abruptly. What the leave. fuck? No, I've never done that. I'm still a verge. <laughs> There's a lot of sex that happens in this house. Not for me. <laughs> A lot of small penis sex. (laughs) Go ahead, read this about pumping. Pump. This is like very. I feel like like they're using very um, graphic terms. Yeah. So this is um, terms from a porno novel. All right. So, all right. Right. Let me tell you. Is that your source, a porno novel? No, let me tell you about the author of this book because he's written some other ones (laughs) that are not good. No, they're, they're. Oh, I think they're entertaining, but he uh, he uses his own vernacular in all of his stories. But this is the same guy that wrote the Grady Styles Claw. Remember oh, the, uh, the yeah, that was like boy. episode five. Wasn't yeah. It? So this uh, book Four. we're reading tonight is Fred Rosen's, and he has a couple books, and I've read most of his books, I guess, from my stories. But he and this book's called Body Dump. About uh, Kendall Francois and the Poughkeepsie, Poughkeepsie Killer. Anyway, he... Uh, His nickname is the Poughkeepsie Killer? 
Poughkeepsie Killer, yeah. Well, no, his nickname is Stinky, and I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> oh, no. If this is related to sex. <laughs> two in the pink, one in the stink? Ew. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, two in the stink? Wait. No. <laughs> two, two in the pink, one in the stink. I don't know how why I know that. Is that a, why is that a thing? Anyway, okay, let me just read this and get a breath here. Looking up, she saw Francois's contorted face as he pumped. The sweat poured down his face as he pushed, the liquid dripping onto her. Jesus. She became aware of something. Her vagina was hurting. At Speedway, no thirst goes unquenched, and that includes yours. Right now, any size Speedy Freeze or fountain drink is only 99 cents. Find your nearest Speedway at speedway.com slash locations. Speedway. Summer happens here. Excludes maximum Speedy Freeze or fountain drink. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. So he not only was he well endowed, but he liked rough sex. That's He's three hundred eighty pounds. These prostitutes, because he liked the the white women that are really thin, and most prostitutes, well, and I I don't know from experience, but they do crack, which crack makes you lose weight. It's kind of like Adderall. Where do we get some? Must try that. Uh, I, never mind. So crack makes you lose weight. So these women, if you see the pictures, go talkmar.com. They're yeah. skeletons, basically. This well, woman they're, is they're choosing drugs over food. A eighty lot of times pounds also. to a hundred pounds. I mean, she's not big, and you got a three hundred eighty pound ex wrestler and ex football player from high school, at least on top. Quote pumping. No. The vagina was hurting. Just no. Fuck Why yeah. wouldn't she just insist on being on top? He probably didn't like because, that. Because, yeah, he's the customer. You got to give the customer what he wants. True, I guess. In this in this type of transaction, yes. This is going to be important, kind of that ties into his MO. A lot of these kills that he's going to do, and he's killed eight to ten, or perhaps more, no one knows. But Kendall Francis is a gentle giant. Everyone says he's the nicest guy. But when he snaps, he snaps, dude. He fucking snaps. Would you mind going back to his picture? I just had the sudden, I know exactly who he reminds me of. He reminds me of the co-worker in Workaholics. The, I thought that guy was Hispanic. No! The I guy is always so. asking about. He the... looks just like him. He looks a lot like him. I don't know. Right. Pull it up on something. He looks like the guy out of the office. Maybe I don't know. Stanley, no. Anyway, Wendy Myers had had enough. Her vagina was hurting bad. So at this point, now they're in his bedroom, which is a mess of squalor, and that's an understatement. The whole house. The whole family lives in complete squalor. Is it like a hoarding situation? No, it's just they're dirty. the entire family is just dirty. So real bad. And it's many, not just him. I mean, his room is bad, but the whole house. Who else lives with him other than his mother? The mother, the father, and one of the sisters. Okay. There's four siblings, and one of them still lives there. Other than him. Yeah. So Wendy has had enough. She says, Ow, it hurts. And she basically says something to the effect of get off me, please, or take a break or something that whatever she said to that effect snaps him. Then gentle giant 380 pounds 
just snaps, flips out, takes his two massive hands and puts it around that prostitute's throat. And he starts going at it, choking her. Now, this is the first time he's ever killed anyone. This is the first victim. He starts to squeeze. Doesn't sound like a gentle giant. So is this is this what he was talking about where he was being ripped off? Like they would need to take a break. He wouldn't finish type thing. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's always ripped off because, I mean, you're fucking ripping them a new hole from the V to the oh, A. No, no, no. Hmm. He doesn't know this yet, but he starts, because this is his first kill. He's never killed anyone in his life. He's choking, choking, choking. He's like, why isn't she dying? Well, he soon finds out that when he hears that crack, that Ooh. that is the hyoid bone being broken. How did you do that? I don't know. That was like perfectly timed. Yeah. I'm a professional. What do you want from me? From now on, Kendall Francis is going to know whenever that hyoid bone, which is the the uh, bone that I showed you on one of the last episodes, right in the uh, the throat, mm-hmm. the uh, esophagus, when that cracks, the body goes instantly limp. And that is when the body is dead. Actually, I think the body goes off into death before that, because I was thinking a lot about this, because the body gets really relaxed as it drifts into death. So the the bone is easier, the, the muscles kind of relax, and the bone is easier to crack. But once the thing cracks, you know that whoever you're choking, they're done. So huh. what he does next is he she's already nude. He takes her to the bath, runs the water, bathes her nice and... Nice and bathed. A la Dennis Nielsen. And then throws her over his shoulder, walks up to the attic, takes a garbage bag, puts the body. Now, he's a big dude. He could just like contort the body, stick it in there like a pretzel into a big old body, into a big old plastic garbage bag and throws it in the attic. Well, actually, he gently places it in the back with the Christmas decorations. (laughs) And he leaves it. (laughs) <laughs> and it starts to get stinky. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. So he's killed eight to 10. And for some reason, he likes to keep them in the apartment. And there's a point where he actually has a, quote, storage problem. <laughs> oh, he's a hoarder. <laughs> and and the bodies. cops the cops are like, oh, this guy just dropped off the map. I guess he's getting scared. Because it took the cops two years to catch this guy. And this guy went, um, Kendall went six months without killing so they were like, this guy's getting scared. In fact, the attic was just really filled up. <laughs> he couldn't put him anywhere else. He had a storage problem. <laughs> All right. So So that attic must have reeked. So back to the uh back to Kendall Francis, who you're looking at now. Born on July 26, 1971, 380 pounds. In high school, he was made fun of about his weight. He was a big kid, but mostly behind his back. No one's gonna make fun of a Six foot. You don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Defensive linebacker in front of his face. But he was made fun of. He was uh, 6'4", an average student. The author of the book, Fred Rosen, of the book Body Dump, describes him as, quote, big, round, soft, and black version of the Pillsbury Doughboy, end quote. Mm. He doesn't look as jolly as the Pillsbury Doughboy. He, He has one previous arrest. And this is kind of how he became on the police radar after these prostitutes went missing. It took about four of them to go missing. Before they realized there was a problem. Yeah, and then, you know, the the media always comes out, well, they're not treating them the same, yada, yada, yada. I mean, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, they, their job, their line of work. It's, anyway. It's a ha- hazard, right? That's what the- yeah, anyway, he had one previous arrest for soliciting a prostitute, which was, a was an undercover cop. Ah. Yeah, so trying to... He got arrested for that. Now, this is his house right here. Ooh, this is condemned. his house. No, this is not condemned. This is after. This is what they were living in. Now, it's a nice house. No, in a, no, no. It, it's a, all right. <laughs> it, it is a Victorian-style house that is actually worth a lot of money because of its location. But this is the house not as... Anymore. They were living in it. This is not the condemned with the version. Boarded, with the boarded windows, windows and everything? I don't know about the boarded windows, but this is the house as they were living in it. The same condition. Because after this 
happened Remember? right after this happened when they found the bodies because they eventually found the bodies a real estate investor came in and beautied the whole thing up so it looks completely different now so mm-hmm. this is what they were living in this is when after he got caught the cops took a picture of it hmm. wow so fascinating he was living next to two colleges and as he would drive his mom to work every morning he would fantasize about the students he lived with his mom his dad and his sister they all lived in squalor this horrible in his room and this is from the book body dump there was a quote smell of feces in his room soiled underwear oh god with human waste lining the fabric in quote that's that's like his room, live, not Jen's room. Is the title Skid Row for this episode? Yeah, maybe. You live with your mom, like. But the mom's least. just like that too. The whole house is bad. As you're gonna see, but there were seven between... dead prostitutes in this house, and no one knew. No, more than twenty. <laughs> twenty. Twenty. Right? Didn't you say it was twenty? He said between eight and ten. Eight and ten. Oh. <laughs> twenty. All right, go ahead and read this. Kendall's room was a mess of filth. There was underwear strewn about the room, some of it smelling from strange pieces of a brown something. That's doo-doo, probably. Mm. Kathy either held her breath against the stench or just took it and rationalized that it wouldn't take long for her to make the money. <laughs> so this is one of the ah. his uh, future victims, yeah. That nasty. No. No, 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 no. All right, this is him and his whole self. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. He does look like a football player. His father was a factory worker. The father, McKinley, the mother, Paulette. They had four children, including him. In high school, Kendall Francois was a football player and a wrestler. He wasn't any good. He just used his size. He was actually in the Army for a little while, and his records are currently sealed, but he did his basic training at Fort Sill. He spent time in Honolulu. Hmm. He was discharged in 1994, and he came back home, lived with his mom, and he immediately got a job. Do you want to guess where he worked? Where would a stinky guy work? Because, And, and the, the reason he's stinky, as you'll see in a second, he smelled like complete shit, like a the dump. The sewage? Because the sewer system? Treatment facility. Treatment facility. Paper mill. This is his job right here. This is where he used to work. This is the Anderson School for Autism. Oh, okay. It's a private school for kids with disabilities. Not what I expected. Aut- yeah, he is a janitor and a hall monitor. Okay. That's a beautiful school. looking school. Look at that. That looks gorgeous. Mm. So not what I expected. Mm-mm. Yeah, so it's a private school. And for the disabled and autistic kids. He also, after that, he got promoted, if you will, or got a better job at the Arlington Middle School. He was doing his janitorial work and he was a school hall monitor. Now, this was a big thing because New York, most of New York, besides Poughkeepsie, requires background checks for everyone that starts working. However, Poughkeepsie is one of the only towns that does not require a background check. So they take you at your word. You know what's amazing? Because is he was soliciting prostitution. He, he has a record for that. I was going to say, I, I actually remember my school's janitorial staff from elementary school and high school. Like, they were, like, known, loved yeah. guys. Like, I remember Mr. Holleran and uh, Duck was the, uh, the guy's name and... My high school. I remember mine too. We had, I mean, we had a few of them. One of his name in high school, the guy's name was Nino. He was really cute. Yeah, like I remember they were a big, actually, big part of our school. Mr. G in elementary school, he was nice. But they didn't monitor the halls. No, but they would just like talk, you know, make funny jokes. They were good peeps. At school now um, that I work at, the. Our, our cleaning lady for the guidance hallway, um, she's the cutest little old lady, and she goes by Granny. So, like, Aww. I know, she's so sweet. And I ran into her the other morning. I, I stopped at Walmart before, uh, like, the neighborhood market. I had to grab a couple of things, and she was, like, walking out the Walmart. I was like, hey, Granny. She's like, hey, baby. Like, she's so sweet. Love her. That's cute. She's so sweet. 
A school official from Arlington Middle School, Jenny Jones, said, quote, I thought he was kind of inappropriate in his appearance and demeanor. One student of the middle school, her name is Violet Reynolds, said, quote, he would always want to wrestle with us and play around. Oh, that's not good. Not at a school. Also, I feel Very like rad. I feel like especially if you're working with young teenagers like in a middle school, you want to try to set an example for them and personal hygiene is like really important at that age. So, I mean, I know he is a, on the yes. janitorial staff, but if you're showing up to work and you're s- smelling like that's not okay. Let me talk a little bit about his MO and the photo you're looking at right now is the detectives wheeling out one of the many bodies they found. Well, I shouldn't say bodies. I should say soupy skeletons. Because actually the bodies were in there for nearly two years. Oh, about two years through the hot summers. They become attic. Yeah. In the attic, they become soupy and he actually in the attic, there was five bodies in plastic garbage bags and he got the bright idea, which is kind of brilliant, to get one of those kiddie pools and put the bags in there so they don't, you know, drip. You don't want it to drip. For a second, I thought you were going to say he was going to swim in them. <laughs> I was about <laughs> to say, that's a new. That that's a first. <laughs> I'm, so he was not swimming in the kiddie pool. There were mostly bones. In fact, the... The woman you oh, heard. Oh, I just got out like a vision of me making like a short rib stew. Oh, it's like ah. pinky stuff too. It's like all pink. Anyway, if you remember the first victim we talked about, Wendy Myers. I need to drink some more. All right, out of the seven victims that were found in the home, she, the first victim, she was the only one that they could get a match to who she was with her. Dental records? No, her skin. They they had to use dental records for everyone else, but she had a little bit of skin hanging off her pinky finger. Ew. It was just a tiny bit that hadn't gotten decomposed. They pulled it off of some tweezer, pink, oh, no. put her in a microscope, and they found her DNA that way. She was the only one with any skin. It was just a little, you know, one of those little scabs on her finger. Everything else was bone skeleton. Anyway, a little bit about his M.O. He thinks all the girls are ripping him off. He would immediately take the body to the bath and wash it off. Now, this is in the attic only. Like I said earlier, he has a storage problem. The attic was filled up. He's hoarding bodies. He got the good idea to bury him in the crawl space, John Wayne Gacy style, yep, 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 yep. for two bodies under there. <laughs> but <laughs> two, two or three bodies under there. One of the things about this case is a lot of people think the family knew about it because you have... How do you know all these bodies that? in the attic? Well, one of the, the reasons why the decomposition was slowed down was because it was wintertime when he was doing this and, and storing the bodies up there. So it slows a little bit. The family did on one occasion ask about the smell, and he told the entire family that it was a bunch of little raccoons up there, and they just had these little baby raccoons, and he had to get up there and kill them. And a couple of them are still dead. And he dead. didn't think to take the bodies of the raccoons out if that was the case. No. They just, the whole family lived in squalor, like I said. So, I mean, it's not like they weren't used to it. So, um, let me see. After he strangled them and snapped the hyoid bone, he would take the bodies, bathe them, and then put them in the plastic bags. Now, this was only for the upstairs attic bodies. He didn't do this for the downstairs. And I believe because the bath was accessible right there, it was the upstairs. And a lot of people think, or at least the author thinks, that maybe he did that to cleanse the impure prostitutes before, you know, they were got to heaven or whatever. But the, the ones that, the the victims that were buried in the basement, did he not take them to his room or? No, no, they were they were killed in the basement, which I'm going to show you the basement here. No, excuse me, not basement, killed in the garage. Oh. And oh. then usually left overnight there in the garage because he's the only one that uses the garage and then after he drops his mommy off at work he goes back and he puts them in the crawl space i also find it interesting that he bathes them when he himself perhaps does not bathe yeah now it's mostly white girls however there is one black victim Mm -hmm. in september 1997 her name was michelle eason and the fbi actually sent a 
a report, a behavioral analysis report, and the author is very skeptical on the FBI, but it was like, oh, you're looking for a white guy, yada, yada, yada. I mean, completely off. It was like a cookie cutter report. But there was <laughs> one black victim in September 1997. And after this one, he took a break and they thought the police were getting close to him. Actually, they interviewed him and they knew that this was probably the guy around the fifth victim. And right after they interviewed him, that he actually came in, passed the lie detector test. What, what made they them did. think it was him? Because all the other prostitutes they would like say his name. Him. Yeah, they, they all him. Knew, know him, okay. and they all know that he is like that. And he's a frequent he's the name customer that of kept all coming up. It took a while for the prostitutes to start talking to police, but once they did, after that, he stopped killing, but it was not because they were on to him. It's because... He didn't know where to put the bodies. That was after the five one, the fifth one. And then six months later, he's like, well, shit, I could just throw him in the crawl space type of thing. Why he even killed him in his home and not dumped him is beyond me. In fact, the second victim, he didn't kill in his home, but yet brought her to the home. So, hmm. but he did pass the lie detector test, like I said, and, and they, a lot of people think the cops didn't really care too much about it. The prostitutes loved and hated him. Number one, he was a cash-paying customer. They knew he would pay. They needed crack or whatever drug they were on. They hated him because he was so well-endowed, And but he was a return customer. They were desperate enough for their drug to deal with his stench. And apparently it was a really bad stench. He liked dirty and rough sex. A little bit about his psychology. A psychologist testified that he has antisocial disorder and he also Kendall Francis also and he didn't tell anyone this until after he was arrested was HIV positive so oh oh my god that's awful that that's awful not killing a bunch of prostitutes no but that's <laughs> awful I, you know but he what was I like mean. spreading it yeah he was spreading it yes this is a what you're looking at now is a picture of them taking their lunch out hazmat um, suits what, look at the brown bags i mean why would they be brown i'd be like shit is that my turkey sandwich or is that that's a large turkey <laughs> sandwich if that's the case and they're bringing out bodies basically Body soup containers and that thing it, no soup for you. <laughs> if you want to read this, this is a um, a behavioral quote from one of someone that knew him. I played cards with Kendall a lot, said Marion Ross. He never liked to lose, but if he lost, he was okay with it. He was the nicest guy. Hmm. Was he? Was he? Until he snapped. This is a second victim, Gina Barone. November 29th. She was out working on Academy and Church Street. She gets in the car. She goes to the side street on Route 9. He wanted a BJ at 69, and he kills her and then transports the body in broad daylight back to his home. Unless he was paying, no woman would want to be in the same room with him, let alone have him put his Johnson up her Jackson. <laughs> I've <laughs> never heard that phrase before. Is, so is the, is the author. He uses this <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. How, where does that come from? <laughs> they negotiated a price for straight 69. Oh, from past God. experience, Barone would have known that that was Francois's favorite. I sure hope she was on top. Oh. Wait. 69 is sucking on days. I know what it is. And looking I on did, poon. I know what it is. I did, I, I, it can't be. It, I thought it was like. Side by side? Yeah. What? No. I don't know. How am I supposed no, to know? You lift you lift the girl up. No. By her that's legs. So that's wrong. not true. That's wrong. You lift her up and you No. <laughs> I really hope that you cut that from the video. <laughs> and then you slap her on the ass. I'm in the pocket. Okay? You are in the pocket. <laughs> I'm in the pocket. <laughs> did you find a breathalyzer? Yeah, I did. Did you order it? Yeah, it won't be here till Wednesday. Oh, damn. Well, we'll use it next time. Um, I, you know, that is something that I thought as well. What? But apparently, what do you mean you thought? What do you mean? I don't know. What because of the number about. and the number. I'm sorry that I haven't had say's of as Six, many people as you 69 have. 69 is, what do you mean 69? 
The number. No, she, no, no. Her she, she just like thought the it number. was. She didn't realize that it was one person being on top of another. She thought it was more of a side by side spooning to look, upside down to, experience. Yeah, to look like the number's 69. Which I guess it can be. Now, it's where you pick her legs up. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, one day when I am intimate with someone, I'm... Town's going to be like, let me tell you what to do. I'm, I, I hope that it doesn't match any of your explanations. God. Uh. I, I feel like I will be... So I don't know if I will be disappointed or glad. Like I can't, but like probably a little man, bit. Man, this was nothing like what John said. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> sex ed with John. <laughs> that would be a funny podcast. It would. So the the same mo here, and and guys, there is no, there is no official cause of death on any of these women. They're soup. Do you want to know? Yeah, that's right. They were strangled. Yeah, but. They don't have any skin. They're bones. Like, there's no marks. Now, the hyoid bone was broken in a lot of them. So, that, obviously, strangulation. But most of the time, they can't even do a car. Um, you, I mean, you saw the picture of them bringing out the lunch bags, the brown lunch bags, you know. I mean, that's the victims coming out in bones, femurs, and elbows and shit. The third victim here, Kathy Marsh, uh, d- to describe her white... A girl, she's got uh, bright blue eyes. Bright, yeah, yeah, bright blue eyes, curly hair, almost like a mullet, maybe. Yeah, a little mullet. A little mullet. Um, she is a prostitute. She was actually pregnant at the time. Oh. So, and which is weird because they didn't count this as another victim, the pregnancy. Uh, yeah. Usually they do that. They do usually count it as a double homicide. Anyway, if you want to uh, read this, this from the book. Francois would have gotten on top and pounded his penis inside her as hard as he could. Jesus. <laughs> this, yeah, awesome. this really is a graphic description. <laughs> this, oh, this author, man, he's... This is brutal. <laughs> Jesus. Francois would later say that he suddenly became enraged. You cunt, Francois shouted. He was still in her when he began to squeeze her throat with his powerful hmm. hands. This is like a romance novel gone bad. Yes. Yes. What? It is. Like his descriptors and like oh. descriptions of sex. <laughs> he was pounding his penis. When it's kind of like, I don't know if it's rape, but he's paying for, I don't know. His Johnson and her Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy smokes. But no. No. Yeah. Uh, like, like you think of like romance novels or like naughty naughty books or whatever you want to call them <laughs> naughty books that's the name of a mommy books <laughs> no there's it's a, called 50 shades of gray no there's a there's a documentary uh, on either netflix or hulu called naughty books or Naughty oh, really Reads or something like that yeah and it's about it's about the romance genre anyway but like i you, did read the 50 shades of gray series it I was awfully written However, you know, it's amazing. I lent it out and I never got it back. Because <laughs> it's all sticky, probably. Ew. Got slime on it. I don't want it back. Read it once. <laughs> it's fine. Like, I didn't I didn't partake. My mom did. My mom, My mom was, did, too. <laughs> My mom was all about those books. She was, like, like li- obsessed with them. And I'm not going to lie. I did see the movie. But I, like, my I mom's, like. I watched the first movie. I saw the first movie. My mom, I went to the Did they even make mom. a third? I think they did. I, wa- I went to, I went with friends and it was so much fun because it was kind of hilarious in theaters we went to cinnabar it was great i it was so much fun the next victim we're talking about january 23rd 1998 this is sandy french so now he's just having sex with them in the garage now this is usually in the morning while his mom's at work he strangles her (laughs) right off the bat so there's an escalation period here and now it gets to the point his last kills he's not even starting to have sex with them immediately they take off their clothes and he just punches them in the face and then he just keeps going so there's definitely an escalation period but this is the first one that he leaves in the garage overnight francois squeezed harder he was determined to choke the life out of her francois twisted around and brought her body down to the bed still holding hard to her throat 
The woman was beginning to struggle less now, her eyes bulging out, her tongue flopping outside her mouth. The next moment when her hyoid or throat bone cracked and all the Sandra French was and all that she would ever be was eliminated as she descended into death. For Francois, though, death was not the end. This is the garage that he would eventually start having sex with the victims. So he would pull his car in there and it was not a automatic garage. So he would shut the garage and then there was a soiled mattress in there. Had pee pee stains Ew, and oh probably doo doo stains Gross. and stuff. He would have sexual coitus with the girls and then kill them right there and leave them in the garage. And then was go back having, and yeah, go ahead. Was he um, at every point having uh, sex with the bodies post mortem? I don't think so. No, I just on, he, the the guy's mo basically is this. When it comes to storing these bodies, he's not a planner. I don't think he picks up a girl and is like, I'm going to kill her because he snaps, you know, because there's plenty that he didn't kill, but he Mm. just snap and then he kills them. And since he doesn't plan it out in advance, like he should, he ends up just throwing them in the attic or whatever. Okay. You know, if he was smart, he would just take them and dump them out off the Hudson Bridge. You know what I'm saying? Because they would, I mean, even if they're found, I mean, they're they're prostitutes. How can they tie them? The yeah. only re, re, the only reason they actually tied him to these killings because they were fucking they in, in his, his house. attic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And damning. Exactly. So, this is the crawl space that he would eventually be hiding them under. See, it's under the house, directly under the front porch. There. I feel like, though. I mean. Even if it is something that he didn't necessarily plan out, it's like what happens? You 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 kill someone. It's like oh shit! Like well, I guess I'll put her where the other one is. Is that what you mean? Like no, I'm saying if he planned it out, he would have been like I'll just dump her somewhere off the bridge. But now it's just like well shit! I got to put her somewhere. I'll just throw her in the attic. And plus, I think he's really lazy. So with like these bodies, I mean, he he dug this hole and he would just start throwing them on top of each other. Huh. It's weird because most serial killers, they, they escalate, obviously, and they have this blood lust, blood thirst. And I believe that's his case, too. But, I mean, he goes six months without killing just because he didn't know where to put them if he did kill. Because he ran out of space. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I could just put them under the crawl space. I don't think he's very smart. I mean, No, to do I, that. I was actually going to ask that. Yeah. About his um, intelligence. I mean, come because come on, man. Anyway, when they did actually dig up the crawl space and the attic, because they finally did catch him, he actually confesses to everything, because the cops were on him eventually. It took about two years, but they did get on him, and he confesses. The cops go through the attic and the crawl space, and this is uh, from the book. It was a knee, someone's knee. What Martin and Rosa were looking at was a knee, or what had once been one. The skin hung at a dark brown ribbons. The tendons had not thoroughly decomposed yet. The skin was just barely there, and under it, in all its engineering complexity, was a knee joint, looking bone white in the ghostly light. And beside that, the book reads, there was a, quote, giant, giant, plastic bag filled with bones end quote and this is a photo of them carrying out some more bags here there were two victims that got away that we know of that actually helped the police catch them one of them's diane franco and one of the like the diane franco i mean this is what drives me crazy she was almost killed being choked out and how she would get him to stop is she would wiggle her way out and be like, hold on, let's just calm down here. Kind of bring, and he'll get brought back to reality type of thing. Like, oh shit, like what's going on? Hmm. Then she runs out of the garage and then she realizes, hey, he drove me here. I'm going to have to ask him for a ride back. She gets in his car, he drives him back. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? If I just run. <laughs> You know, crazy. Another one was Lucy uh, Dejadio, and she was actually punched so hard that she blacked out. Wow. She got lucky, and she talked them down as well. And that is a story of Francois, Kendall Francois, 
Any questions about the... Well, wait, what happened to him? So in August 2000, Francois, he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. He was sentenced to Attica Correctional Facility, and he died soon after that. In the Windy Correctional Facility, he died on September 11, 2014. He was 43 years old. Wow. His uh, cause of death was natural causes. Mm. And Interesting. <clears throat> according to some people who were in prison with him, he actually died of cancer. So, forty three years old. He, but but young. Uh, young, he young. might have died of um, HIV related illness because he was HIV oh, yeah. positive. That's, That's right. true. But yeah, he he avoided the death penalty. He was going to get put for lethal injection in Sing Sing prison, and they had just reinstated the death penalty in New York and. The reason he avoided it, it was something like something to the effect of you get death if you kill someone like in a robbery, obviously, or something like that. But he killed these victims in a business transaction because they were, you know, the prostitutes. So they conducted a business transaction. And then however that happened, he only got second degree murder, not murder one for all those deaths so what? they're saying it, it was something like that so I, they're saying that it was a result of the type of sex that he yeah, it, was paying for exactly something like that it, huh. he, he didn't get murder one he got um second degree murder for all of them interesting from what i from what i saw because and, they put uh, themselves in that position yeah and then he got consecutive sentences for all of his victims because he confessed to everything and then the consecutive served one after the other. So he would be in prison for 200 years, but he died in 2014 of cancer or HIV-related illness, whatever. At 43, wow. so that's a young guy, man. Very young. You know? That is Stinky. Francis Stinky. That's what they called him because he smelled just so amazing. Right. Mm. Can you imagine that guy just being on you? Ugh. Anyway, oh. that is the Poughkeepsie Stinky Killer. If you guys like this, be sure to go and support us. Talkmer.com slash join. We have some exclusive episodes, including the one of Uncle Fatty. Uh, rest in peace, Uncle Fatty. Mm-hmm. Also, by the time you hear this, the Alexa Sharky one will be out. Plus, there's a bunch more older episodes that we put on there. I'm going to try to do at least one, hopefully two, private episodes just for you guys. So go there and support us. Give us some money. And anyway... My name is John. I hope you guys enjoy that. Talkmore.com to see the post. Share it, please. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. Maddie's believes nature is beautiful, majestic, serene. But human nature is inventive, intrepid, reckless. Nature says, look how many colors I can fit in a sunset. Human nature says, look how many hot wings I can fit in my mouth. But human nature needs nature. That's why there's Maddie's All Natural Acid and Indigestion Relief, a drug-free remedy for human nature, available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and Amazon. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.